you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie. And we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Hey, friendo, Steve here. Hey, Lars. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at YouTube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found. And, of course, taped live at the Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. Quick reminder, if you can't make the show live on Twitch, and if you're not part of our Patreon and you want to ask a question, you could always do so at friendo.tv. Drop us a small donation there or a donation, a large one, whatever you want to do. Drop us a donation and you can a- ask your question and uh, we'll answer it here on the show. Uh, tomorrow, heavy, st- well, kind of a heavy streaming day. Unfortunately, not as heavy as fortunately, normal. Not as heavy as normal. We're going to do NXT UK normal time, noon Pacific. We're going to do numbers don't lie for subs, patrons, and YouTube channel members right afterwards. And then in the evening, no smash zone. That's right. Wrestling Society X. Press your luck. Family feud at all will have to be postponed uh, for another week because I'm going to Sacramento Kings game with my dad. Kings basketball. Yep. Kings I'm basketball. Sitting all these channel points. I can't gamble them on anything. I guess I'll have to wait oh, till man, Saturday. Is it Saturday or Sunday yeah. is a GCW show? What? It's Sunday. Sunday. Sunday late. It's like it eight Friday. o'clock. I thought they were doing Friday and Saturday. They do Saturday and Sunday. They do, I don't know. They do a lot. <laughs> this it's like an LA deal. Yeah. Like they because they're running a like with LA fights. So it's like uh I believe LA fights is running Sunday at because two and they're running Sunday at coldest night. winter. And then there's the one yeah. before that has X Pac and Janela teaming up, right? Yeah. Yeah. But we're doing coldest winter. I mean, I guess we could do the Saturday one. I don't know. I don't really care. Uh, uh okay, yes. Uh, no, it's Friday, it's Friday and Saturday. Or the oh, shows. it's not Sunday? So okay. Welcome to Heartbreak is the one that has uh, X-Pac and Janelle, I believe. Ah, and then when is cold? And that's on that's on Friday, though. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yeah, so okay, so Coldest Winter's on, on Saturday. Okay, yeah, cool. We'll so. do that. That sounds yeah, yeah, fun. It's, I think sa- I it's the same that. day as LA Fights. And yeah, it's, it's uh, Saturday then. Um. Cool. Right on. Neat. Uh. Anyways, let's talk about... We're going to talk about AEW here in a moment. The Road... To revolution uh, continues. We're only like about I don't know ten days out or so. Uh, that's very exciting. Oh yeah, and uh, and we got a couple more matches sort of made there. Uh, but first, we got some info on another high profile signee to AW. Not the one, but and that's that's on top of the guy who debuted tonight, Buddy Matthews. Yeah. For so, the hob for the House of Black. Yeah, so uh, as you mentioned, Steve, tonight we saw the AEW debut of Buddy Matthews, Buddy Murphy in WWE, but he might not be the only debut we'll be seeing in AEW in the near future. Fightful Select. Go subscribe to Fightful Select, by the way. Fightful Select is great. Reported Wednesday. I'll, I'll toss a spoiler alert here. If you want to hear about this, I'll have the, the, the timestamp in the, in, the, in the description. You can skip ahead to the next thing. You've been warned. Uh, FIFA Select reported Wednesday that AEW is signing Shane Swerve Strickland, noting deal 
apparently it's uh, going to go into effect first week of March. Uh, fantastic signing for AEW. Swerve is awesome. Awesome. Is there a this face of the revolution thing isn't going to have a joker, right? That's only for the battle, the casino battle royals, right? No, I don't think it is. Was there a joker? Yeah, maybe you're right. I, I think mean, because the, well, them, thematically, anyways. I mean, yeah, he, he could totally sense. just show up, and they're yeah. like, "Hey, we're gonna put him in here." Um, so uh, has it before? Frenzy Five Four says it has before. So, so I know Cage person. was the Joker in his particular match, which was a ladder match, but it wasn't branded Face of the Revolution. They only had one of those. That was last mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. And I don't recall right. a Joker being in that particular bout. All but right. also, my yeah. memory is garbage. So, yeah, don't take my good. word for it. Same. Um, so yeah, that's great. He's he's huge. He's awesome. Yes. He didn't get nearly the spotlight that he deserved in NXT. And then you get the feeling that when they got when Hit Row got called up. By the way, the other three members of Hit Row uh are doing something, I think, with the collective, I think. Uh so that's cool. Mm-hmm. They're going by the Hitmakers with a Z at the end. Uh cool. so that's cool. That's um, very cool. But apparently this is just Swerve. It's just going to be him uh, in AEW. Not saying the others can't show up, but uh, that's cool. It seems seems like Swerve is showing up. He's an awesome talent. You got that right. He's spectacular. Tons of charisma. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was there. And, you know, they didn't. They didn't. They they made decent use of Hit Row. But then as soon as they got to main roster, it it just felt like they were like, oh, we're just going to bring them up so we can release them or something. I don't know. It was weird. It was very strange because they got brought up, had... They, they had one match mm-hmm. and a couple promo segments and then got released. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't yeah. give an opportunity to showcase what they could really do before releasing them. Mm-hmm. Odd choice yeah. on WB's part to do that. Uh, uh, happy to hear Swerve is heading to AEW um, and happy to hear that, that all the members of, of Hit Row are, are getting opportunities in the wrestling business. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of opportunities, we had a couple opportunities on AEW, namely, uh, we got Ricky Starks taking advantage of his opportunity to become uh, uh, one of the participants in the Face of the Revolution ladder match alongside them big dudes, Hobbs, Keith Lee, Wardlow. As much as I sort of knew when it was Starks versus 10 that Starks was going to win this thing, and he definitely should. Yeah. And he did. They, they uh, haven't had to put the thought in the back of your head because they have all the, the larger dudes in the ladder match that 10 had a chance. Was thinking, part of me was thinking, man, they're going to make this a Haas ladder match, a big dude ladder that would be, match. That would be pretty cool. But uh turns out it's Ricky Starks. And the next week, or Rampage, I think it's going to be Orange Cassidy moving on against, uh, I'm, I'm guessing, <laughs> against Anthony Bowens. Yeah, Um Because that's the match right there. Probably. So that's, that's going to be Orange Cassidy right there. Probably. And then it's probably going to be somebody else similarly – you know, not hoss-sized mm-hmm. for that last spot, which could be, I guess, could be Swerve. They're it probably they're going to have it could be Swerve. another one of those. It could be Swerve. Yeah. That would be great. That'd be great. Um, we also found out uh, Revolution, the card, has really taken shape. And to say it's 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 a loaded card is a bit of an understatement. Oh, man, yeah. Top to bottom, great. there's marquee match after marquee match, and, and they added more matches tonight. We knew that Jericho versus Kingston was likely was going to happen. Bang, made it official. We pretty much knew that Danielson versus Mox was going to happen. Bang, made it official. Didn't know who uh, Jade Cargill was going to take on a revolution. Found that out tonight. Ty Conti. Mm-hmm. Uh, we found out one of the two challengers, the tag tiles tonight, and as we kind of suspected last week, uh, Red Dragon. Wow, I did it. Redragon's whoa, in. Whoa, whoa, Hypocrite alert. I corrected myself. Redragon's in. Uh, and then, so that's got to mean the young bucks are in next week, so they What's can next? beat up on each start other. Calling them Gunther now. There's no chance that's going to happen. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> so here's the thing, because I was watching it, I was watching it, and, and you know, commentaries are saying Red Dragon, Red Dragon, Red Red Dragon it gets in your head. I know it does. That's probably because what happened it's, to me last week. It, it, it's pretty, you know, it's close to to Red Dragon. Yeah, close. but the proper way of saying it is to Dragon again. To Dragon again, yes. Gunther and Walter are not close enough for me to make that mistake. I will, I will refer to him as Walter and Walter. Only. We shall see. We shall see, my friend. Um, 
Yeah, and yeah, no, like you said, and then next week, you know, all confidence points on the on the the, the Jacksons winning that tag team battle royal match. Um, also, they uh, the Matt Hardy, Andrade, and Isaiah Cassidy challenged Sting, Darby, and Sammy Guevara to a six man tag match at Revolution as well. I just remember that mm-hmm. happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're well, they're in the stairwell. It's e- it's easy to sort of overlook it. But that's their office. The A-H-F-O, the O, is that, it should be an S. It should be the Andrade Hardy family stairwell. Because mm-hmm. that's where they conduct all their business. It is. That's not actually a wrestling office. It's a wrestling stairwell. It is. It is. Yeah. Um, and then um, probably the most, yeah. one of the, one of the more surprising uh, aspects of Dynamite is MJF came out and delivered a very vulnerable Wow, yeah. A uh, promo or even Tony Schiavone on commentary was was sympathetic towards MJF. Yeah. yeah. Um quite a feat. We don't see this this level of vulnerability from MJF often if ever. Um yeah, they it did was, it. He, it was very unexpected. It was yeah. very unexpected. But he did a good job of you know, after after Punk left WWE in 2014, he got some crap from the fan base saying, "Hey, you left us. You gave up on us. Mm-hmm, you turned yeah. your back on us." Yeah. And MJF kind of made that the 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 focus of this promo to say, "You know, Punk, you motivated me to become the best in the world. And when you quit, I quit." Mm-hmm, yeah. Until I was going through Instagram and saw a picture of you shaking hands with Brian Danielson, and it's like. Uh, he, he decided then that he was become the best in the world not to be like Punk, but to spite CM Punk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It was really good. It was really good stuff. So, it yeah, was it so was, good. Sorry to get awesome. this one point out. That Punk came out because MJF made, apparently that's the, the, the vibe I got from the performance. Punk felt so bad that he came out to, to, to confirm with MJF that this was all legit. Mm-hmm, yeah, and very subtly, MJF just kind of says, "Yeah," and then just leaves. He had a tear in his eye. Yeah, he cried, um, and some of the stuff he was talking about was just really—it was really like heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and and yeah, um, I thought it was—I thought it was an amazing promo. I thought it, it sort of spoke to like, you know, we we've often criticized MJF for going after low hanging fruit, and, and and it's like I I do kind of wonder at this point how much of that is is sort of carefully crafted to to specifically be the guy that goes after low hanging fruit so that he can then drop a promo like this which illustrates and it's such a stark contrast um and it was so wonderfully done it was it was a marvelous performance um and uh i mean i i do think that this is going to be just sort of the swerve thing where next week cm punk will express some compassion for MJF and it's all a big ruse and then Punk gets power bomb like 10 times and then through a table or something mm-hmm. um because I, I expect CM Punk to win at uh at uh, that revolution. Same. I mean the fact that the fact that it's one of those things where MJF he's got he can hang two wins on Punk in Chicago. Mm-hmm. That's worth more than like a championship title. Yeah. I mean that's huge. Yeah. So of course Punk is going to is going to get one back for him. Um one thing that I really loved about tonight was uh hangman page um he has been kind of on an excursion uh to like uh i don't know uh just a really vicious island of his own Mm -hmm. where he you know he's had those extremely bloody man like every match he's had has been incredibly bloody Mm -hmm. and you know with if it was danielson or if it's lance archer or whatever um and he sort of feels isolated away from the main action of the show and ever since Cole got reintroduced or got introduced into the title scene, and then especially tonight, he feels like because of his relationship with the with the Young Bucks, the complications with their relationship with Cole and Redragon, it feels like Paige and that crowd response and Paige sitting down and doing story time with Adam Page and killing the promo, just killing it, made him feel like an A champion there on AEW. You know, those are some big shoes to fill. Jericho, Mox, um, Kenny, uh, and, and Kenny, of course. Um, those are some really, really big shoes to fill. And it feel and tonight was like sort of a big step, I feel. And I and and beating Cole at Revolution 
is going to be huge as well, which I expect to happen as well. Yeah, I do too. I expect um, that to happen as well. He really came off like an AEW world champion tonight, mixing it up with all the the, the AEW you know uh, main players. I thought it was a really great moment for him. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Uh, I guess we can get into it here. The show opened up with the tag team Battle Royal. I was trying to watch this while... Yeah, I shouldn't say this. I had this set up. Um, oh no! You know, oh, don't. We're influencers. <laughs> I was trying to keep tabs on what was going on safely. Um, okay, I look, I got notes. I got notes. You don't have to say anything. No, I, I texted. Notes. I texted you. It's like, hey, I'm probably gonna be a little late, but I try to keep tabs. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I got notes. Uh, don't don't got don't this. drive and watch stuff on your phone, people. Yeah, don't do that, don't and do don't that. say that you did that. You I did. Didn't I didn't. Do that. I didn't say I he did that. that. I just said I tried to keep tabs that. best I could. He didn't do that. Uh, so we had, a uh, we had, uh, of course, Jurassic Express and that creepy little bastard Christian come out to check out the action there on the stage. Uh, I got all the eliminations here. I'm going to read them all because I took notes. <laughs> we had the blade eliminating Re- Reynolds. We had, uh, uh, silver eliminating blade Ortiz eliminating Austin gun Santana eliminating Colton gun. And of course this is both people have, it was really clever. They've done this before, but both people have to be eliminated for your team to be eliminated. Yes. And so there was some great moments here at the end where, you know, five different teams or six different teams were represented by each by one guy towards the finish. It was mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so then uh, best friends eliminate Butcher. Kyler Riley eliminates Chuck. Uh, uh, private party gets eliminated by I don't know who because uh, they cut away really quick. Or it was uh, uh, Cassidy was eliminated. F- Quinn. No, Mark Quinn was eliminated first. And then Silver comes in. Tries to eliminate uh, uh, Cassidy. He falls back into Matt Hardy's arms, who props him back up, and then Silver eliminates him. Anyways, Santana eliminated 2.0, both of them. Uh, the Young Bucks eliminated Ortiz, which leaves FTR, the Bucks, Redragon, Trent himself, uh, John Silver, and Santana. Mm-hmm. Nick saves Kyle O'Reilly from being eliminated by FTR. But then they immediately eliminate Nick because he's in a vulnerable spot because he saved Kyler Riley. So he sort of sacrificed himself for Redragon. Mm-hmm. Orange Cassidy helps Trent stave off some elimination. And then Trent is able to, he gets on his shoulders. And then Trent's able to eliminate Bobby Fish. Tully tries to help eliminate Silver with Cash, but Silver eliminate. I'm sorry, with the, uh, yeah, but then Silver eliminates Cash. Um, then we're left with Matt Silver. Trent, Kyler Riley, Santana, and Dax. Santana and Trent battle on the apron. Kyler Riley and Matt eliminate them with some big boots. Kyler Riley, Matt, Dax, and Silver are left. Final and four. Then, uh, and then Bobby Fish comes over as uh, uh, Dax and uh, Kyler Riley are fighting on the apron. Yeah. Bobby Fish just comes over, sweeps uh, Dax's legs out from under him. So basically, Bobby Fish, who had already been eliminated, yeah. eliminates Dax. At this point, I was, I was, I was, I was safely here watching at my desk, so I could confirm that happened. Good, right on. Uh, so then we have Kyler Riley and Matt. They're trying to double team John Silver. They both throw Silver out. Kyler Riley immediately throws Matt out. Yeah, and then the Bucks get in, start arguing with Redragon Hangman. Page comes out, attacks Redragon. Bucks are like, all yours, buddy. Yep, all yours. Cole shows up, tries to uh, sucker kick uh, Hangman Page. He catches it, fights him off, tries for a buckshot. Fish pulls Cole out. Silver attacks them. Silver puts Kyle Riley back in. Kyle Riley eats a nasty buckshot lariat. Yeah. yeah. And then we get story time with Adam Page. Yes. Uh, uh, Adam Page was sitting in a chair, much like I was sitting here watching him deliver this promo at this juncture. Um, uh, right. Not driving. Importantly, no, not driving. I was your not car. driving. 100%. I was sitting here. I texted you like at this point you were definitely in your chair. Yeah, I was. You yeah. texted me. I have the tech. I have the receipts. Yes. At this point you were not. I was definitely yet. in my chair watching. Uh, Page grabs a mic and he's like, "Who's ready for story time with Adam Page?" And he says, "Our tale begins in 2008 when a young prick named Adam Cole entered the world of pro wrestling, and became a champion everywhere he went. But 
as uh, as but as he could see the writing on the wall and feel his world crumble around him, he went back to his old friends and came for the most precious prize in pro wrestling, the AEW World Championship. And he kept his, that, uh, that, uh, his eyes on that prize, never realizing that he was drawing closer and closer to a six-foot hole in the ground in that revolution when he thought that he would walk out as AEW champion. He took a step too close to that grave, and the better at him, put him in it. And the sound that put him in it was a freshly cut buckshot, and that sound was... Boom. Boom. Budge. Yeah, that was a hell of a promo from Paige, man. Good. I thought that was stellar. Was good. Uh, after that, we had a Brian Danielson interview. So he's very because he was in the main event with Garcia tonight. So he's very impressed by Garcia. He says he reminds me of a younger version of myself. But the big difference is, I had an awesome mentor in William Regal, Stephen Regal. He says, but he's hanging. But Garcia's over there hanging out with Chump One and Chump Two, Two Point He says, just imagine if he was hanging out with somebody like me or Mox, he'd be at a whole different level. So speaking of Mox tonight, let me give you your answer, Mox. Yep. Uh, next, we have MJF promo. He talks about how uh, he used to love CM Punk, and he gets at the fans why they would want to boo him. <laughs> so hold on, wait, wait. Before you launch into this promo, there's some language in here that he uses that we're not going to use in the promo because it would be inappropriate for us to use that language. It speaks to his experiences being bullied because of his Jewish heritage. So when we skip over that language, that's going to be why we don't say those words. But they were very powerful, very ugly words that were thrown his way. So instead of you just stumbling around, <laughs> sometimes I get caught in these. I'm like, oh, I can't say this right here. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So he says, uh, I'd like to, uh, to have an opportunity um, uh, to, to, to talk to the fans. He says, CM Punk showed a photo last week, and he said that for him it was just another Friday. But he says, for me, it wasn't says, it's easy to think that I was raised with a silver spoon in my mouth, but at one point in my life, the only reason I got out of bed was because of pro wrestling. He says, that day, that photo with Punk meant everything to him. So he goes back to 2007. He says, I'm 11 years old. He says, I got really bad ADHD. Um, he says, every day at school for me is hell, but one thing I was good at was playing football. I tried off the team, and I got to start at middle linebacker for once. He says, I thought I fit in. Then the next day at school, I see a bunch of teammates, and he thinks, oh, I'm going to be friends with them now. Instead, they're angry. In their hands, they're holding rolls of quarter, quarters, and then they start throwing them at MJF as hard as they could. He said he went home and cried, but then he stopped because it's Friday, and he gets to meet his hero, CM Punk, and an autograph signing. That day meant everything. And he said, and when I went home, that day I went home, made a promise to myself that I was going to follow Punk, become the best in the world. He says, fast forward December 2013. I'm stronger, faster. I'm getting scholarship offers for football. I don't give a damn about any of that. I want to be a pro wrestler. I'm watching matches. I'm studying tape. I'm practicing promos in the mirror. All because I want to be just like CM Punk. Fast forward to January 2014. Punk says, he's even, at this point, doesn't mention him by name. He says, you left me when I needed you most. And, that's, and he says, that's what I realized, that if Punk could do it, maybe I couldn't do it either. So I went to college. I quit my dreams until one day he found an a Instagram account. And there's, the wrestling classic. Thank wrestling you. Account. And there is yeah. a picture of Punk shaking hands with Brian Danielson. And he said, I was livid. I packed, my, I packed my bags and made a promise to myself that I was become the best in the world despite CM Punk. He says, I made a promise. I'm going to make a promise to any kid who has gotten bullied that you can see me on TV and believe in me and and not leave them like that gutless coward CM Punk. Says that revolution, this dog collar match, Punk, you can do whatever you want. But I'm not going to quit because then I'd be just like you. So then Punk, no music, no pyro, yeah. no lights, out. just walks out to the ring. And he's walking out half expecting or expecting the swerve because he walks out and one of his hands the whole time is balled up in a fist. Yeah, he sort of looks around. He's looking for like yeah. Wardlow or the yeah. chairman to come out. Yeah, yeah and he's, he's kind of walks in the ring and approaches MJF, but not too close. Leans in towards him and just says, is this real? And no, no mic either. Yeah. No mic. The camera yeah, just gets like a little a, bit closer, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he just says, is this real? And MJF just kind of mutters something and then has a tear in his eye and just leaves. Yeah, yeah. It was it was really, really good stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's CM Punk is totally going to get suckered into it next week, though. Um, after that, we had... Well, oh, let me ask you this. What if he doesn't get suckered into anything next week? Maybe they'll... Yeah, I don't know. 
Like, how do you deal with that? Maybe it might like, be better. I mean, I, I, I guess, you know, because just last week, Punk was promising to, to stain the mat in MJF's blood. Mm-hmm. After hearing this, like, I think it would, it, you know, it, assuming this is all a strategic move from MJF, this promo, all this, you know, in terms of the story they're telling in the ring. You know, any opportunity that Punk may may have to dole out violence now, assuming the swerve doesn't happen before Revolution, mm-hmm. he might yeah. have to stop, pause, mm-hmm. hesitate. Yeah. Think about it. Yeah. And MJF yeah. is, assuming, you know, assuming this all is a swerve on his part, could take advantage of that. That'd be in, that'd be interesting uh, it, it, see that play out in the match as opposed to you know the scenario that we would expect, which is next week, Wardlow softens him up mm-hmm. after Punk shows a little bit of vulnerability, a little bit of compassion. Um, if during the match, yeah, like you said, Punk holds back. I mean, it's a dog collar match, and then maybe the turning point of the match is he gets that stupid ring out, and Punk's like, oh, it was all just a ruse because you, you know. Number one, you can look at your history and you've never been a good person. And so it's not like you're living up to this idea that people can look up to you. Um, but uh, but here we are in this match. You've spilled your your guts emotionally and you got that damn ring again. So no, go away. Angie's list is now Angie. And we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie. And we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Um, anyway, so yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see how they're going to play this out. Hopefully it's something more interesting than the standard, but I kind of expect, you know, it's wrestling. Uh, there's go home math. So I, I fully expect punk to walk into this match getting, having getting fucked up by Wardlow. Yeah. After that, we had a 2.0 in Garcia interview. Parker tells Brian, he says, you know, the three of us walk through the AEW doors together. He's like, now that Garcia is on the precipice of being the best wrestler in the world. Now you just want to step in and be his mentor. And then Lee yells, tonight, Danielson will get a taste. And uh, Garcia says, I don't need a lesson in violence tonight. I'm going to be one who takes I'm, I'm going to teach you a lesson. Yeah. I meant to say here, da- uh, Lee yells a lot. Because he was just yelling a bunch of stuff. I couldn't really make out much of what he was saying. But he did say, saying, but he did say you're going to get a taste tonight. Going to get a taste? Yeah. Uh, then we got Kings of the Black Throne versus Pack and Pentagon Dark. At least that was his that was his name in Lucha Underground. And William Sadler from uh Bill and, Bill Ted's, and Ted's Bogus two. Journey. Yeah, Bill and Ted's Bogus and three. Journey. Yeah. Apparently he was in three. He I was never in saw three. three. Eh. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah. Like I felt like they all had a good a good time making it. That that always that, that translates. Yeah. You know. They had fun. There's some charm to that. It it's like release. the uh the Oceans movies. Yeah. They, you know, they weren't really they weren't great movies or anything, but no. it looked like they were all having a they blast. Having a good making. time. Yeah, and there's something to be said for that. Yeah. Uh, this was a fun match. Um, Brody King was 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 destroying everybody uh, during the match. After the match, so the finish sees uh, Brody. He lays out Penta and Pack. Oh, sorry. This this finishes before that. Sorry. So uh, the Kings of Black Throne set for their finish. Pack breaks that up. He sends Malachi out of the ring. So then Pack hits Brody with a pump kick. Then another. Brody no sells it. Pack then just sends them the corner, and Pack doesn't see it, but Malachi tags in. Mm-hmm. So then Brody eats a German suplex from Pack and then stereo super kicks from Pack and Penta. They look for fear factor. Malachi comes in to try to break that up. And he tries to miss Penta, but Penta puts his hand over Malachi's mouth so he can't miss mm-hmm. them. And ends up Malachi swallows the mist. They're like, Bleh. so he goes to the ground. He's like Triple H in that one uh, elimination chamber match. He's like, with his throat all messed up. Yeah, so uh, Penta rolls him up, gets the win. So as soon as the bell rings, Brody's laying out Penta and Pack while while Malachi, yeah, he's that, down there selling the effects 
of the mist. Malachi eventually comes to. He shoves Alex aside, gets a bottle of water, washes his mouth out, grabs a shovel that Penta had brought out for his entrance. And so he's sending a Penta to use the, the point of the shovel to drive down on his throat. Lights come down. They come up. Buddy Matthews is standing in, in, in the ring. But he's not dressed like in anything that would, would seem to indicate immediately that he's a member of Kings of the Black Throne. He has white trim. He has the, he has the <laughs> usual gear beard. that he wore yeah. in WWE, except it says Buddy yeah. Matthews instead of Buddy Murphy on Not it. really terribly goth, no. Yeah. So he's standing in the ring, and Malachi's acting like, oh, gosh, you know, uh, uh, my, my rival from my past is here to, mm. to come after me. And so Buddy kind of circles around him and walks over by where the, the, the shovel was. So he's kind of standing between Penta and Pack and Malachi and Brody, but then he turns his attention to Pack and Penta and attacks them. And Malachi is smiling. He is laughing. Oh, he's laughing it up. Yeah. It's great. So, yeah, uh, awesome. so Brody King runs up the ramp and destroys the security that they, they send out to try to break things up. He annihilates the NXT, them all. The NXT 2.0 champions of tomorrow. Yeah. So Malachi eventually just, Buddy's just taking the boots to Penta. Eventually Malachi just pulls him back. Um, and then uh, Brody throws a chair in the ring. Malachi grabs it, puts it on the mat. And he's like giving Buddy a real stern talking to. He kind of, I think he slaps him, um, mm. like to fire him up to do something. And apparently what that something is, is to stomp Penta's face into the chair. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. I just love, I love when I texted you this, when Brody just starts chewing through security guards, like he's a tank and he's just laying them out and they're just selling like crazy for him. It's awesome. It is awesome. He's it just, awesome. Uh, he's a juggernaut. Uh, after that, we had a Britt Baker Thunder Rosa video package. We're having a contract signing on Rampage for the title match. Uh, this should be good. Uh, you know, Britt keeps on talking about Thunder Rosa never beat me, never beat me, never beat me. Guess what? She's about to beat you. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, we had Eddie Kingston, Chris Jericho face to face. I really liked this. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Um, Eddie comes out wearing what looks to be some sort of bootleg Public Enemy long sleeve t shirt. <laughs> the, the actual like little uh, iron on graphic looked look kind of cheap. And he had some gray sweatpants on. And I love that he gets the gray sweatpants with the pockets on them. The cargo ones, yeah. Uh, yeah, the cargo ones, exactly. Yeah. So you can, you can still Just store chop. stuff. He can put a bunch of pennies in there. Um, so, anyways. He's the, all the NXT 2.0 security guards are out there, and uh, he's like, "What's all this stuff? This is well, this isn't sports entertainment. This is pro wrestling." And Jericho's like, uh, "Well, yeah." First, Eddie's ask. <clears throat> Eddie gets on the crowd for singing that song. Say so they're they're Talks massaging about, Jericho's ego. Yeah, yeah, massaging his ego. And uh, he's like, "What's with the security?" And Jericho's like, "I arrange it. I want us to talk like men rather than fight like a common street thug, which you consider yourself." And Eddie's like, "Ah, you got no idea what that means, do you?" Uh, so Eddie says, you know, I'm no, I have no idea why we're doing this. I'd rather just fight. And since Jericho doesn't want to fight, uh, he says, hey, TK, can you bring out like Chris Statlander and Willow Nightingale? I want to see some women fight. He says, uh, this is a wrestling company, not a sports entertainment company like the one down the road. And Jericho's, yeah, we're, we're down the road from Stanford, but unlike there, our sports entertainment's going to be entertaining. And he says, uh, he says, I got a story about you, Eddie. He says, you know, when I first heard that you were coming, everybody was really excited. And I was like, uh, who's Eddie? I'd never heard of Eddie before. I thought they might be talking about Eddie Edwards. Yeah, yeah. He says, but then I saw him and I realized why he hadn't heard, why I hadn't heard of you. It's because you looked like a jobber. He says. Then I saw your match against what's his name and I heard his promo. Who's what, what was the reference there? Cody. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Now oh, there's our Cody reference for the day. Um, we can put him in the thumbnail now. Uh, yeah. He said. Uh, he said I realized that you have what it takes to go to the top and you could be a huge baby face. And Eddie's like, hey, what's a baby face? Jericho says, finally, after years, you know, you signed a contract with AEW, made it to the big time at the age of 38. He says, everybody was excited for you, Eddie, except for me, because I don't give two shits about you. Because, And I know why, because you're jealous of Chris Jericho, because you're jealous of me. He says, because I made it to the big time when I was 22. By the time I was 38, I had been a multi-time world champion and had made millions of dollars. So the reason why you're jealous is because you don't believe that you could ever be at my level. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Eddie says, the only reason Jericho main evented anything is because I wasn't there. He says, uh, he says, because I don't leech off people. I don't politic with the promoter. I do things my way because I'm going to be me until I die. He says, I don't want to talk to Jericho. He says, your, your heart doesn't pump 
Uh, you know, he says, I don't want to talk to you, Jericho. My hu- my heart doesn't pump Kool-Aid. He's like, my blood's yeah. too thick, you know? Yeah. He says, I'm too tough for you. It might work on the younger talent backstage. Oh, here, let me tag with you. It'll help you out. He says, but not me. I want to fight and let's do it at Revolution. Sorry. Sometimes yeah. my, my no, notes no, aren't fine. written that. No, it's great. I'm starting, I'm starting to decipher them a lot better these days. I Good. think I'm a little smoother with your notes. Good. Uh, so uh, Jericho then asks Eddie if he knows what achievemophobia is. I think is that an actual name? For, I have never heard of that. this. I have never. Heard of I have that. never heard of this either. Sounds like something he would have seen on Facebook. He says uh, it's the fear of success. I've heard of the fear of success. Yes. I've heard it. I've just never heard of achievementophobia before. Yeah. Um, he says. Uh, he says, Eddie, you're terrified of making it to the top. He says. Um, says so Eddie, uh, like you consider your destiny. You consider your destiny to be one of failure. He says, and he starts bringing up his family, and he's getting pissed. He's like, your first hero was your uncle, and he was a failure. He says, you believed in your father, and he was a failure. And deep inside, you think you're a failure. He says, I know what your problem is. You can't win the big one. And this is where Jericho starts illustrating the exact parameters of this feud. And he does this sometimes because Jericho, to his credit, has very specific ideas for his feuds to get other people over. He's done it with Cassidy. He's done it with uh, Kenny Mox with everybody Mm -hmm. that he has lost to. He, and sometimes he's just really, really literal with his promos. And this is one of those situations. He says, uh, he says, uh, you can't win the big one. And in this company, I am the big one, not Danielson, not punk, not hangman page. It's Jericho. I'm the big one. He says, if you want to challenge me, you got it. He says, and if you manages to beat me at Revolution, I will look you in the eye. I'll shake your hand and I'll tell you, you have my respect because that means I've helped you overcome your fear of success. And I like and I like Eddie's, this even in this instance. Jericho takes credit for for Eddie's accomplishment. You know, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know, if you own a home. It can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, so Eddie then steps in and says, uh, you know, I want the Jericho that won the AEW title. Give me the Jericho that bleeds buckets. Give me the Jericho that your close friend Levesque hated. Because if you don't, I'm going to eat you. And he gets really close. And he says, almost, he whispers into the mic, he says, I'm going to eat you alive. Yeah. And then Jericho says, I'll give you that Jericho and so much more. He says, and I can see it in your eyes that you can't win. He says, the, opi- the opinion you have of yourself is the same one that I have of you. That you're a lose loser. I like before Jericho responded to the last bit, the eat you live. He he triple pumped on the mic. He brought it up, brought it down. Yeah. Brought it up, brought it down. Yeah. It was the third try. Like he didn't know what yeah. to say exactly, you know? Yeah. Eddie was really good, and I like that he let Jericho sometimes with like Jericho does have a very specific thing that he wants to get out. Sometimes, like with punk, I think. There's there's a bit more like sort of interjecting because there it's a bit more I think improv-y. but in this case Eddie just let Jericho do his thing and it worked it worked a lot better than maybe the awkwardness of of you know some improv there yeah potentially potentially uh, after that we had a Andrade Hardy family office promo from the stairwell 
Um, Hardy is talking about Andrade winning that TNT title from Sammy Guevara on Friday. And he's asking kind of jokingly, hey, do you want to tag in Isaiah Cassidy to score the pin for you? And then Andrade says, no, I don't need anybody in my corner to win. But hey, if you have my back, I'll have yours. And that's when Hardy pitches, hey, how about this? Myself, Andrade, Isaiah Cassidy, John Sting, Darby, and Sammy at Revolution. Yeah, yeah. I kind of wish it was. Well, you can't do you can't do Sting at Rampage necessarily. Like Andrade versus Sammy. I mean, is it kind of a given at this point that the TNT title? Well, I guess maybe we'll, uh, they're doing Rampage right now. Mm-hmm. We'll find out at some point. If, well, I mean, but I, I don't. Ex, I don't. Ex, yeah, probably. Huh. I don't expect the title change, but I guess no, crazy I would things not would expect happen. it. But you never know. After that, we had face the Revolution qualifier: Ricky Starks versus Ten. Like I said earlier, I figured, I don't know if it was in the pre-show or in the actual show, I figured there was a chance that 10 would win this because he's a big dude. Mm-hmm. But no, Ricky Starks got him with a spear. After 10 was had him in the Master Lock Challenge for quite a spell, Yeah, uh, Ricky started pulling at his mask. 10 released it. Ricky hit him with a spear off the ropes for the win here. Yep. Uh, then we had uh, Reed Dragon with Adam Cole backstage. Reed Dragon, super happy they won. The Bucks walk in. They're hot. Nick says, that was a double cross. That was great. That was a double cross. <laughs> That was a double cross. Kyler Riley says, look, you guys still have a shot next week. Matt's like, yeah, we do. He says, now we're even more motivated to win because we're going to, we want to go to the pay-per-view. Did you, know, did you notice that too? Is that everybody was very the specifically pay-per-view. calling it the I know, pay-per-view. Instead of a premium live event. He says, and kick your asses. And then they leave and Cole yells at Redrag. And he's like, you guys need to get along with them. And uh, and Bobby Fish's like, what about, tell them. He's like, I'm telling you, you need to do it. We're a team, damn it. Yeah. Everybody love everybody. Yeah. Uh, after that, we had Jade Cargill versus the Bunny. Yeah, uh, another really good match from Jade Cargill. Um, it's like match after match, you could see development, you could see improvement, and it's awesome to see. It is awesome. There's like, yeah, there's like little bits here and there where she's sort of like getting smoother, getting in and out of like submissions and stuff. She, she, I mean, she already carries herself with a lot of confidence. Yes, but like, there's, hey, look at me, I'm a big badass, confident, and there's. I know what the I'm starting to really piece together what I'm doing in this ring confident and it's something to see. Yeah. Um, so so you, she ends up. Yeah. Go ahead. So, so you combine that with her matches match after match becoming more competitive because for a good stretch bunny was in control of this bout. Yeah. Right. Um, it was only till she like leaped towards Jade at one point and Jade hit, catches her hits a spine buster. Um, and then uh, Hardy gets on the apron throws the brass knuckles in the ring while distracting the ref. And then uh, Sterling slides the TBS title in the ring. So Bunny takes a swing with the brass knuckles. Jade gets the title up to block it. And while that's happening, the ref's arguing with Hardy and Sterling, who by that time is on the apron too. She tosses both of them out of the ring. Bunny rolls up Jade, gets a two count, uh, hits a pair of super kicks, goes for her finish. Jade blocks that, hits Jaded for the win. Yeah, after that, Shivani hits the ring for an interview. She just takes the mic from him and says, I'm 28 no. Soon to be 30, you know, going to be 50, you know, she's like, uh, who's next or rather who's left, which is a really good point, Mm -hmm. Uh, because then Ty Conti comes out uh, and uh, she says, uh, uh, hey, I uh, lost a Brit. I've been doing a lot of stuff on elevation and dark. Uh, Totally going to lose to you, but it should be a good match. And then she just leaves. It was weird. It was an odd segment, Larson. That's not actually what That's happened. Not what happened. I said, I'm going to whoop your ass, bitch, and ran down to the ring and, and tried to do just that. But the bunny interfered, started taking a tie a little bit. And then, uh, and then, oh, man, I love, I love everybody selling that big boot from oh, Jade. Oh, that pump man. kick is great. That pump kick great. is amazing. Yeah. So the last couple matches here, ever since, uh, where's the title match here? What was the, where was the title match at? Which title match? Uh, Ty Conti versus Britt Baker. Here it was, we go. if not the last pay-per-view, the pay-per-view before. That, that. was at full gear. All right. So hold on. Wait. So let's see pay-per-view. here. Uh, yeah, right. Last pay-per-view. So 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 matches since then. A lot of them have been tag matches on Dark Ele- on on Elevation. Oh, or have, have her and, on, and Anna J been t- uh, tagging? Yeah. 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 Uh I mean they're all wins. Um let's see here. She was in some sort of multi man on Rampage back in December. Rampage in uh late December. 
Oh, that was the street fight. Oh, that was the good. That was the, that was the street fight. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Yeah, but ever since then she's been on dark and elevation. But she's a good she's a good wrestler. So that's mm-hmm, cool. Mm-hmm. She is you know? good. She is good. But the the question is what happens after that? Because uh Jade has a really good point. Yeah. I mean there's people. There 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 are people, but like legitimate. It'd be kind of cool if at at some point uh I don't know, Serena Deeb maybe. Mhm. Mhm. I mean, she's doing that five-minute rookie challenge thing. Yeah, that's she's got another one of those and on uh, on uh, Given Friday. that she could say, hey, Jade, you might be champion, but in my eyes, you're still a rookie. I mean, that's good for a match on Dynamite, I guess. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. It'd be a good match. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. after after that, we have a Keith Lee interview. So he's asked about facing off against his opponents in the Face of Revolution ladder match. He talks about you know uh, uh, Wardlow and Hobbs. Uh, and now Starks, and he says, Starks is the only person of those I'm actually really familiar with. And Ricky Starks comes in and is like, hey, you know, hey, I remember you, essentially. And he kind of imitates his deep voice. Yeah, um, and he says, but here, this is AW. There are the rules around here. Team Taz run things. And <laughs> seeing as you're new here, you got to start all over. Mind your P's and Q's, and that's all I really got to say to you. And so he leaves, and Hobbs steps up to Lee a little bit. And starts, yeah. And then Stark comes back in and says, let's save that for revolution. Oh, man, he puts a damper on it, man. He's like, no, 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 we're not going to do this. Yeah, that was that was cool stuff. That was neat. Uh, after that, uh, they announced Double or Nothing returns to Vegas. Oh, was that the big Tony Khan announcement? No, I don't Double think or Nothing's I, I coming I back I, to I Vegas. I don't, I don't think that's the, the huge Tony Khan announcement. Huge no. announcement tonight on Dynamite. Although it's pretty cool. So uh, they said that Dynamite and Rampage are going to be from the arena at Mandalay Bay. Mm-hmm. And then Double or Nothing is going to be the T-Mobile Arena. That's where the Golden Knights play. That's where they usually have like huge okay. UFC cards in Vegas. Okay, that's the huge announcement. All right, great. I'm joking. So earlier in the night uh, on Twitter, Tony had a little video where he was being interviewed by Shivani, who was asking him about the big announcement. All we know is that he said that it's a big deal for wrestlers and fans. Can't say anything about it because the lawyers have told him to, to keep it quiet. He used the term NDA, uh, and he hopes to announce something. Something is coming soon. Or we've already speculated s- on both. Someone is coming. Now with these additional details. Veer. Veer is coming to AEW. He is clearly signed to E. Veer. Veer. Uh, then we had our main event, Daniel Garcia versus Brian Danielson. This delivered what you'd expect. From uh, two really great technical wrestlers. So early on, Garcia's trying to hit Danielson with some strikes, and Gar- and Danielson is like, "Show me some real violence." And then after that, Garcia hits a couple more chops, and Brian just takes him down, just punches him with some body shots, butterfly suplex, looks for an armbar, and they're like countering each other, doing some great groundwork. Eventually, Brian gets on, I think, a LaBelle lock. Garcia gets his foot on the rope, and there's a lot of that. So Garcia, during like the picture-in-picture commercial break, is just working over Danielson's knee. Hits a few uh, dragon screw leg whips, uh, chop block. Eventually, though, uh, Danielson locks in a heel hook of his own. So then Garcia mm. locks on a heel hook to match. And so they, they they got heel hooks on. And then with their other leg, they're hitting heel kicks on each other. Mm. Uh, eventually, though, uh, Danielson transitions out of that ground and pound. Tiger suplex covers, gets the two right into cattle mutilation. Garcia escapes that. Puts on an ankle lock. He kind of stomps on Danielson's head a bit. Danielson escapes that. And so they're kind of doing like the 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 the, the test of strength where they both have their mm-hmm. hands kind of interlocked. And so they, they're doing that, but then they're hitting each other with forearms. Yeah. It was great. Eventually, uh, Danielson slaps Garcia. Garcia goes for another dragon screw after already hitting two prior to that, I believe. Danielson blocks that, hits some Danielson stomps, locks on a triangle, flexes on Garcia. Ref mm-hmm. calls for the bill. Yep. Yeah. And then Danielson. After call- that. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, Brian calls for the mic. He tells Garcia that's exactly what he wanted to see. Then 2.0 hit the ring, try to lay out Brian. And then Mox runs out. But really, he just sort of urgently walks out from, you know, through the crowd with like, you know, 90 seconds left in the show. He gets there. He sends a 2.0 out of the ring, hits Garcia with a paradigm shift. Brian grabs the mic, says, I don't need a chair to make anyone bleed. Throws a chair down. He says, if you want to match a revolution, you got it. 
But don't be surprised if you're the only one bleeding, man. And that's it. That's your dynamite. Yep. It's a fun show. Uh, first question of the day comes to us from friendo.tv. Gamma says, what do you think Tony's huge announcement is? He says, I personally think he's doing an all-in two or buying Ring of Honor. So here's another little tidbit from Fightful Select. We already told you to go subscribe. Apparently, Gresham was backstage as well. Mm-hmm. Uh I don't know about the buying Ring of Honor thing because I just don't know. I just don't know. I mean, besides having a library where a lot of the people that are with AEW now, Mm -hmm. um, I mean, maybe it's a coordination of like, I'm buying Ring of Honor for that library. And uh, with it comes a streaming service where you'll get Ring of Honor and all of AEW's content. Maybe that's a possibility. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could be. Could be. That would be interesting. Let's see here. I've also got a thread over here on the Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Uh, a lot of good stuff over there. we got some bonus content. We do. Uh, the numbers don't lie is filming tomorrow. We're doing that one on Goldberg. So if you haven't got your votes in yet on Goldberg, please do. Uh, Soakin Rose says, if you become a wrestler someday... What would your ring name be? Well, number one, that'd be a medical marvel if I became a wrestler someday. We'd be the shit twins. But uh, here's the thing: that's not in in you know, in the spirit of fun wrestling, Larson. I don't think the name Shit Twins is really all that marketable. I I think it'd do well for us and say GCW. Okay, sure. Yeah, I'm gonna get away from the Shit Twins. Oh, all right. It's time for something new. It's time for something new. All right. I don't know what it is. What would your individual name be? I don't know. I don't know. You kind of broke my heart when you disbanded the shit twins. So, I yeah, man, I'm sorry. I'm, I did quitting, that. I'm quitting this wrestling thing. I guess. <gasps> oh, you're you're done as a wrestler? Uh, yeah. You've retired? Yeah, you broke up the team. The sad last days of Larson's wrestling career. Yeah, you broke up the team and you broke my heart. My heart's not in it anymore. I'm sorry. I love you. Uh, Jorge D uh, says, only based on his Dynamite and Rampage appearances, no internet knowledge. Can you explain Dan Housen's character to me? I feel like Tony Khan expects everyone to know indie darlings and fails to explain them on AEW. Uh, Dan Housen's character. Yeah, he's a Svengoolie, but a wrestler. He's a late night talk show, or, uh, talk show host yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One of those, like Elvira. Mm-hmm. But a dude, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I kind of feel like everything you need to know about Danhausen, you can get off of just looking at the guy. That's sort of like his appeal. You see him, you see his his TV stuff. You follow him on Twitter. Mm-hmm. You get yeah. the you get the idea. A uh, whole bunch of numbers and, with the sub. Well, Thank you. Here, here's the thing. Also, we have this awesome thing called the internet now. And I don't mean to you know I'm not trying to talk shit to Danhausen here, or I'm sorry to, to Jorge here, um, Jorge Hausen. But, like, that is sort of the thing is that the announcers say, oh, my God, look, it's, you know, Billy Jack Cream or something like that. And then I get on Google, and I'm like, hey, who's this Billy Jack Cream guy? And I'm like, oh, shit, that's just Larson. He did continue his wrestling career. What did you call not me? Billy Jack man. what? Billy Jack Cream. Okay, that's good. Cream. Okay. <laughs> uh, Dr. Lipkin has an idea. It says you can't be the shit twins of Enforcer. It's part of the stable. Just call yourself Smash Zone. Smash Larson. Or oh, that's great. Larson Smash, Steve Smash, Enforcer Smash. Well, Billy Jack Cream and uh, but Baby cream, Jack cream as in like to hit something as opposed to, you know, like the, like milk fat, right? Cream. Is there a different spelling of that? I don't think so. I think it's the same thing. Like if you if you get if you get creamed by someone like punches you and you got cream, I'm gonna by cream on you, and then you always have to be like, dude, no, we're gonna cream them as in. And then, as in, we're gonna beat them up. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna cream all over them. And you're like, dude, come on, man. I'm like, come on, Billy Jack. This is great. This is awesome. I don't know about that. It's a whole new thing. Buddy <laughs> Co said the American cream. <laughs> See, that's good, man. That's really good. And then, what cream song would we come out to? Strange Brew. How does that one go? I don't know how it goes, but it would just seem to fit. That's good. I'm not going to play it on the show here, but I'm going to see what 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 cream songs do I know? I only know uh, like the ones they play on classic rock radio. 
Uh, oh, sun! Oh, sunshine of your love. Yeah. Oh, that scene in Goodfellas. Yeah, it's good. Give me a deep cut, yeah, though. Uh, Grady uh, with some bits. His thoughts on the likelihood of Bray Wyatt signing with AEW. If it's going to happen, it's going to be a while. He's doing movies right now. Uh, but you know, if he shows up, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be upset about it. It'd be pretty cool. I don't know if I want to be affiliated with Clapton. Never mind. Exactly. I know. That's kind of why I was like, kind of hesitated when you asked what Creep song. I was like, eh. How about the, the Wu-Tang Clan song? Yes, Creep? there we go. <laughs> I can get aboard that. There you go. That's good. That works. Uh, let me get back to my Patreon thread here. Uh, oh, Shabon asks, what tattoos does Buddy Matthews get now that he's part of the House of Black? More importantly, what are they going to rename him? Buddy Matthews just, it sounds like the dude you live next door to. Mm-hmm. Like, he needs a cool name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Buddy Cream. Well, I mean, is it everybody just cream now? Nah, he'd have to be in our faction. Yeah, Dan Daniels here says, Steve, have fun sitting courtside at the Kings game. Between the two of you, who would have a better chance of hitting a half-court shot for $10,000? Probably Steve. I mean, traditionally, probably me. I feel like that's kind of a 50-50 thing, though. It's not like I'm inherently like a better shot than Well, you. I think you, you, put her, you put her odds way too high at 50-50. Be like 5%, 5%. Well, I'm saying if one of us were going to hit one, like what are they? it's like, ah, it's kind of 50-50. Like, I, yeah. I trust you as much as I do to hit a half-court shot. Uh, Mayor of Planet Houston with Cody Gunn. Who gets ownership of his island? Nobody. It blew up. It sank. It sank. They blew it it's up. It's the new Atlantis. It is the new Atlantis. Uh, let's see here. Thomas Dunnigan, do you give any stock to rumors of Cody and or Brandy not being liked backstage? Or do you think those rumors are from wannabe journalists trying to create a story out of nothing? Uh, I think that, that there was some, there was some, I think there was some validity to that. Yeah. I mean, the, the people reporting it, I don't think were wannabe journalists. No, no, you know, and you know, like, yeah, no, I think you're right. You're right. Uh, filthy Gunther's asks, what was the original plan for the TNT title before Cody's contract situation happened? Would Sammy Guevara still have ended up with the TNT title? No. Cody no. would have had it if he re-signed. Cody yeah. would have had it. And maybe he would have lost it to uh, to Andrade then. That could be. That could be. Uh, Imposter Naked Midian says, hey, guys, it's my birthday today. Can I get a happy birthday? Happy birthday. Billy Jack says, happy birthday, Imposter Naked Midian. Uh, let's see here. Uh, oh, Eddie Brock's Venom says with Cody leaving and going back to WWE, what do you think Triple H would think about that situation? I knew he'd come back. He'd probably say, you know, it's all a business. Yeah, that's exactly what he'd He'd say. You know, I find it funny. People think that, you know, everybody who leaves here just can't come back. You know, Drew (laughs) McIntyre left, came back. Oh man, you got it exactly right. That's exactly. He would what just he name would a bunch say. of people who left and came back, yeah. and, and and his mind bettered themselves. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and and now we're coming back to show that uh, they could they can make it in the big time in now WWE. Let me ask you: If he was still doing those conference calls and he was asked that question, would he be able to resist the opportunity to get in a, a cheap shot at AEW? You know, I feel like for the most part, apart from the piss ant company thing, I don't really feel like he took a whole lot of cheap shots. No, because by and large, right after that, once they got in a competition, he couldn't. He could have creamed. (laughs) (laughs) That dude got creamed. Yeah, he couldn't say shit. Nope. Nope. Oh, man. All right. Anyways, that's going to do it for us, everybody. Twitch chat, we'll stick around for a little while. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. 
bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. 